With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. At Bed365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare this is the lombardi line with former nfl executive michael lombardi now here is your host stormy bonatoni on v the Sports Betting Network. Jam-packed show as we welcome you in to the Lombardi Line presented by DraftKings alongside Michael Lombardi. Stormy Tony with you. Got a great couple of hours ahead. The coaching carousel continues to spin. We've got the NFL Divisional Round coming up this weekend. And, Michael, despite everything that happened yesterday with Philly, Philly fans have something to cheer about today. How about Joel Embiid's performance last night, Michael? There you go. <laughs> There you go. Yeah. Oh, outstanding. Yeah. Although I listened to a little bit of it. I didn't watch the whole thing. I heard Stan Van Gundy make a great point. I was very proud of Stan Van Gundy. He made the point that, and he went through all the numbers, Embiid regular season, Embiid playoffs. And I give him credit. He said, hey, look, if Embiid plays like he did in the playoffs normally, they'll be out in the second round. If he plays like he does in the regular season, they have a chance to go really far. Well said. My hat's off to you, big Stan. Love it. 41 points for your boy. The 76ers win 126-121. I just think that the city of Philadelphia really needed that. Needed something to smile about yesterday. So I was happy for the people. Well, you, go ahead. I think, the, I, think, I think the Kelsey retirement has taken some of the, uh, the anger mm. out of Philly Eagle fans. I think the anger towards Sirianni, the anger towards the season has kind of tempered itself because – we have to pay tribute to Kelsey. So we don't have time to be, you know, this isn't Billy Joel, you know, Summer Highland Falls. We can't have sadness and euphoria. We've got to have, right now, we need to honor Kelsey. Now, we'll get back to the sadness part soon, and we'll take that down. But right now at Wawa, we're, we're just talking about Kelsey. I think that's a good approach. The Wawa report. We should do that daily, Stormy. We should have the Wawa, well, we get Wawa to sponsor it, but we should have the Wawa report. You know, like, what's going on at Wawa about the 76ers? about the Eagles. Well, Michael, you always have a guy for everything. Let's let's make it happen. Let's get the wheels turning on that. But I, I, I <laughs> yeah. love it, and I agree that's good perspective for the folks in town. Give Jason Kelsey his flowers on a tremendous career um, and the best Super Bowl winning speech of all time and outfit of all time, by the way. And while yesterday we were talking a lot about Nick Sirianni and his potential future, we were talking about Mike Tomlin as well and him stepping off of the podium as Brooke Pryor started to ask a question about his contract. Well, at least it looks like we have a little bit of finality as to what's going to happen with the Pittsburgh Steelers next year. Mike Tomlin reportedly telling the team that he's coming back in 2024. 
I love that. And I love the fact that the person responsible for the Tomlin's going to take time off. He's going to talk to his family and then get make a decision. The person that was responsible for that report, Pro Football Talk, is now saying, "Is this, did he sign an extension? Like, I love how you can pivot the conversation <laughs> immediately. Like, Tomlin was never talking to his family. I don't think he talked to his family by the time he got unfrozen from Buffalo till the next day in the locker room. Like, I don't think he had much time to do anything. Like, I never thought the guy wasn't going to coach. Did you listen to the broadcast, what Nance, or Nance said about, this guy's not going anywhere. I mean, Jim Nance's instincts are pretty good. When Nance said, this guy's not going anywhere, you knew that was the case. And I like the way that you talked about it yesterday on the show, too, that this isn't the Steelers are going to want to move on from Mike Tomlin because, quite frankly, who are you going to get that's better than Mike Tomlin? This was a yeah. his personal decision type of a thing. He wants to come back, and quite frankly, it appears the players want to have him back. The quote from T.J. Watt via The Athletic, I want to play for Mike T. That was huge in my contract talks. I don't want to play for anyone other than Mike T. You can see it in the way I talk about him, how much I respect and appreciate him as a coach, a man and a leader. That's my endorsement for him. And Tomlin, yep. of course, and this team exceeding expectations this year, being a 10-win team once again. Um, but like now the question is, okay, what does that mean for next year and the last year of his contract? Who is the quarterback going to be in Pittsburgh next year? What are some of your thoughts just initially on looking ahead for Pittsburgh? Well, I think the best thing Mike Tomlin can do is do nothing. I mean, do nothing. The, the, the lame duck status doesn't apply to Mike Tomlin. When you're an elite coach, being in the last year of your contract, it's really the pressure's on the team, not on you, right? It really has nothing to do with you, you know, because if they decided not to renew your contract, you're going to get a job in two weeks. Plus, why would he sign a contract now when the market hasn't been declared? We're going to reestablish the coaching market. If Bill takes another job, that's going to come into play. You know, where do I rank? If Harbaugh wins a Super Bowl, what's his contract look like? If Shanahan wins one? I mean, if I'm Mike's agent, I'm just sitting sit tight. Everything's good. And, you know, we could be a free agent. And being a free agent isn't the worst thing. So, you know, I, I think ultimately Mike's more focused on what's going to be my quarterback. How's that going to work out? How do I fix the defense? I think this is really important for us here at a betting network and, and people that handicap games is this is the most important time of the year for the betting world. Remember this time last year, Cleveland fired their D.C. They hired Jim Schwartz. Great hire. Made a huge difference. Bobby Slovic went down to Houston with D'Amico Ryans. Those two guys have combined two great hires. Like, this is really the moment where you got to be really understanding. And don't fall for the PR. Do not fall for the PR of this guy's a hot guy because that PR is being driven by the agents, right? There's one agent who has a lot of these coaches that you're reading about are the hot guy. And they're putting that out there. So you got to be really careful. You know, if – if Martindale goes to a team that has bad defense and you think they can be, that could make a difference. Like these hires are significant in the betting world. Yeah, and this is going to be a really interesting time period for it. Also, just before we move too far off of the Steelers, I know it would look weird for us visually, but I would love to see Kirk Cousins potentially be the QB there, turn things around. I mean, they just need, they need a quarterback, like we talked about yesterday. They've been in quarterback purgatory. They didn't yeah. have a succession plan for Big Ben. And, you know, Kenny Pickett obviously wasn't the answer, and neither was Mitch Trubisky or Mason Rudolph. But moving on from a coaching standpoint, you mentioned Harbaugh. Harbaugh, um, we saw yesterday the Falcons announced that, 
He did have a complete an interview there. So now he's completed interviews with the Falcons and the Chargers. Bill Belichick, we also know, has completed an interview with the Falcons. It, it, on paper, I think when people just hear about those two job openings specifically, they automatically assume that the Chargers one is the more attractive because it has Justin Herbert. But which job to you would be the, the better job option available of those two? Well, look, every job has problems, right? They wouldn't be open if they didn't have problems. So there's something that you're going to have to resolve, whether you go to Los Angeles or you go to Atlanta. Uh, you know, to me, it's easy. It's harder to find the quarterback than it is anything. So that makes the Chargers attractive. They're building a new facility in El Segundo. That makes that attractive because if you know the Los Angeles area and you're dealing with Ventura County and all those places, it's, it's a tough commute. For a lot of the coaches, I think a lot of this is going to come down to Jim's conversations with the Spanos family, how he feels about that. You know, can this all work? Schefter reported on Pat McAfee the other day that things were moving in the direction of we're trying to figure out how it all goes. What are the budgets? See, when you're dealing with coaches like Belichick and Harbaugh, this isn't like I want to hire them. This isn't like hiring Aaron Glenn at Tennessee or Mayo at, you know, this is about like, what's the total package here that comes with this job? What's my budget in scouting? What's my budget here? I think those are the things that are being worked through right now. And speaking of Schefter, Jim Harbaugh's brother, head coach of the Ravens, John Harbaugh, was on the Adam Schefter podcast, and he shed some light on why his brother is such a hot head coaching candidate right now. Take a listen. He's a, he's a high character, uh, uh, high energy uh, believer. You know, he's a true believer in the things that, that go into building a team. He's one of the best team builders. He may be the best team builder in football right now. Nobody builds a team better. I mean, he, he knows how to put it together, top to bottom. He knows how to include people. He knows how to make them a part of it. He knows how to empower people. Uh, he's a great football coach. He believes in football. You know, he believes in playing football the right way, the fundamental way. And you've seen it, Adam, with every team he's ever coached. You know, he was that kind of a player. Then he goes to San Diego, and he's that kind of a coach. Then he goes to Stanford. Then he goes to San Francisco, now Michigan. You know, that's 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 proof right there. I know it's family, so of course he's going to say good things, but he's not wrong. Sure. I agree with everything he said. That's the See, what most people confuse with Jim Harbaugh is they think they're getting a play caller, the fans. They think they're getting an offensive guru because he played quarterback in the NFL. There's some of that, right? The, there's a, he has a great ability to evaluate quarterbacks, right? He came into the draft room when I was in Oakland and begged to, to draft Tony Romo and begged it, you know, and, and we didn't sign, we didn't draft him, nor could we get him as a free agent. He went to Dallas, but he has an eye for talent at that position. No question. But what he brings is what John talked about right there. The ability to build a team. Remember when you hire just a guy to be a head coach, you're hiring somebody who understands strategy and understand tactics, right? When I criticize coaches for just being play callers, I criticize them because all they're dealing with is the tactics, how we operate, what do we need to do, how do we play? Strategists figure out how to play the game and then involve the tactics. Harbaugh's that kind of coach. And what John said is true. They're all, there's an inclusiveness that is there that he, that he brings out in people. L look at, uh, look at, look at the, his, his, the interim coach, Sherrard uh, Marone. I mean, look at him when he was talking about how every, after every win, it was like, this is for coach. Like there was a, a connectivity to that team that you only see 
And this is really important. You only see with championship-level teams. Yeah, Michael, it's funny that you put it that way because whether it was Strahd Moore or the players, like I remember saying, you know Jim Harbaugh didn't die, right? Like he's fine. He's at home. Yeah. He'll be back. Um, but it's because the team, the coaching staff, they did really have a connectedness to him. And not only were they championship caliber, but they won it all this year. And so kudos to Jim Harbaugh on the career he's had and the opportunities, deservingly so, that are ahead of him, despite maybe having some personality quirks we all know all too well, but the Chargers. We all do, yeah. The, the Chargers are minus one forty-five favorite. I mean, you don't think some of these now. owners have personality quirks? Oh yeah. You don't think some of these owners have personality quotes? I mean, you know, it's not easy, right? So, look, I think he he's it, it, whoever gets him. They, I mean, look, he's proven he can win anywhere. And speaking of owners that have some personality quirks, Jerry Jones still sitting on what he's going to do with Mike McCarthy. We'll continue talking about this coaching carousel as the show goes on. Look at who the best fits might be for certain opportunities. But that'll be a little bit later when we come back. Let's get into the divisional round of the NFL playoffs where the money is going already early this week. We'll be right back. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast, is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, Somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. If you're looking for a betting edge through the NFL postseason and Super Bowl, our VEASAN experts have you covered. Become a VEASAN Pro subscriber today. You'll get access to our daily best bets with a leaderboard to see which VEASAN expert has the hot hand. Betting splits to show you where the money and bets are moving for every game, plus betting systems, premium analysis, and 24-7 video access. Sign up today and get your first 30 days for just $9.99. See everything VEASAN has to up your betting game. That's VEASAN.com slash subscribe where you can sign up now. Thanks for hanging out with us this morning on the Lombardi line. Michael Lombardi and Stormy Tony with you. I am looking at our VEASAN.com betting splits page as we speak. And it appears as we get set for this Chiefs-Bills game, 76% of handle, 62% of bets are laying it with Buffalo, which is why we've seen it tick up from that two and a half to now three, Michael. And it appears out there in western New York, we have a lake effect snow warning in effect that 
includes Orchard Park mm. right now. Potentially, this storm could exceed four feet of snow, more heavy winds coming wow. up. Bless you. That should go through, it appears, Saturday. Even, the game is on Sunday, Do you even though. know what lake effect snow is, Stormy? Do you even know what lake effect snow is? I couldn't tell you. Yeah, I mean, so it's like <laughs> I learned it only from Cleveland. I'm not a meteorologist here. But, like, when you're close to the lake, these storms that come in off the lake and then there's an area where they travel, where if you're in that area, you might get six, eight inches of snow. But if you're 10 minutes outside that area, you might not get anything. So, like, it's almost like a tornado snowstorm. I'm probably saying it wrong. I'm sure some meteorologists will correct me later. But, you know, and it's unpredictable. So it's really unpredictable. Like, last week... I thought we were going to have a really bad weather game. They moved the game to Monday. It wasn't as bad. We learned that you can throw the ball in cold weather. That's pretty clear. So, But this, with the snow, again, how do people get to the stadium, all that. So I think, what are we, Wednesday? We got till Sunday night. I have a feeling that if you're Jim Nance and Tony Romo, you might have to get in there early. <laughs> yes, sir. Is there, speaking like to that, for the team as a whole, because Orchard Park is considered in that and, you know, the team facility obviously being nearby, should we be concerned at all from the standpoint of the team being able to do business as usual and being in the facility? And we know the laundry list of players who are injured right now being able to be in there and get the rehab done the way that they need to. Is that a concern yeah. with the weather like this? No, I mean, I think, look, you live in Buffalo, right? You, you educate the players on what it, what it takes. And immediately, you, look, there's no excuses for your car being stuck on the side of the road. You got to have a four-wheel drive car. You got to have one of those scrapers for your window. And you got to go, you know, and make sure you got a lot of water fluid in your thing so you can flash back and forth and your windows don't get fogged up. So it's where you live. You just get used to the environment. People move around and people understand it and a lot of the guys that come in there that aren't used to it you got to educate them on that so i'm sure they're getting to the facility no problem and but the the issue is is how do you prepare the game plan i mean you, these these weather reports are so incorrect right you know they just and especially when it deals with lake effect you just don't know and that could impact the game look the other thing that impacts this game tremendously is the health of the team right are we sure the Bills are going to be 100% healthy. I'm not. I think that they're, it's a concern for me that they're not going to be healthy. I think it's going to be problematic for them to get the full team in there to see if they can do it. And Kansas City, you know, look, Mahomes is 8-1 and in his career as an underdog. But to me, you know, I think this is a, I, I think this is a hell of a spot for the Chiefs. I really do. Because they're, they're, they're usually the hunted one. Right. And now they can be the hunters. Yeah, this is only the second time in Kansas City's postseason history since Patrick Mahomes has been their quarterback that they've been an underdog in a playoff game. The only other time was last year's Super Bowl against the Eagles. And of course, we know they ended up winning that game. As far as the injury report right now for Buffalo, Sean McDermott's obviously saying all the right things. He says our team's been resilient and our players have done a phenomenal job of stepping up when somebody goes down. But nine players right now who are considered day-to-day, -day, we know they played without Rasul Douglas, Dodson, Taylor Rapp, and Gabe Davis in the game on Monday. Additional players getting injured in their all-pro corner. Johnson, Benford, um, star linebacker Trell Bernard, who was carted off. Probably one of the most notable things is that his x-rays at least came back negative, but still, you know, day-to-day -day working through things with him as well as Balen Specter And even their punter, Sam Mart Martin, has a hamstring injury. So, yeah. you know, it's up and down offense, and defense, special teams. And they, and they signed a punter today. 
you know, and so that tells you that maybe that hamstring's a lot worse than we really think it is. So, look, you know, they have a game to work with, right? They, they played them in week 14 of the season, so we know – we kind of know how that's going to how that all go if you you know you play once you play a team once you kind of have a sense of this is like the rematch of the game and so you get a chance to see what they're going to do and how they're going to handle it and i think when you look at it you know you know the 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 chiefs which typically was were not playing very well in that game you know they 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 actually outgained them they just didn't have the ball they couldn't get off the field they couldn't stop them. They had they forced 15 third downs. They were six for 15 in the game, and Buffalo controlled the ball for 35 minutes. The Chiefs had the ball 24 minutes and were still able to accumulate 346 yards. They turned it over once. So did Buffalo, and they were six for 12 on third down. Like I, I think we're making we're we're kind of remembering the Chiefs as being bad offensively, which they haven't been great, but they have improved over the last few weeks. And I think if you count them out in this game as a dog, I think you're making a huge mistake. Fair point. And even in that loss to Buffalo a handful of weeks ago, still a field goal game. It was still 20 to 17, the final score in that game. So with this then, Michael, obviously you're looking at that spread. It appears pretty clear that you like the plus three points with Kansas City. Do you like the money line? I do. I like the three. I I do like a money line. I think it, look, here's what we do know about this weekend, right? And you can go back the last, since 2013. Since 2013, this is a home field situation, right? The home team is 29 and 11 straight up in these in this round. This round, because of the buys, because of home field, because of the euphoria that happened when that when the road team won and the underdogs, it, it usually kind of Cinderella's slipper falls off here in this round. And 29 and 11 over the, since 2013 is a fairly significant number. Now, what we, what we also know is it's usually, it's never 4-0. It's you got to figure out who's, what road team is going to win this weekend. And if I, you ask me that question under oath, I would say Kansas City has the best chance of any of the other road teams. Interesting, especially considering we know Kansas City hasn't had to play on the road in the postseason. So again, just showing what a different role this is for them. But certainly the health factor on their side, they have the rest advantage in this spot. And Patrick Mahomes, 5-0 and in the divisional round. He's thrown 11 touchdowns, no picks, and averaged 285.5 passing yards per game in that round. So uh, just some food for thought. He's had a lot of success in that spot. Let's keep it in the the AFC and go to this Texans Ravens matchup. 64% of handle 74% of bets taken the nine points with the Texans yet. It's down from um, that's why it's down from that nine and a half 55% of the handle on the under 45 and a half, but a lot of people with the bet 78.8% on the over. It appears Mark Andrews is practicing. We know he was designated to return from injured reserve last week. So that'll be a good feather in in the cap if they can get him back. John Harbaugh said he took a really big step, but they'll see how it goes. And Devin Duvernay also designated to return. Yeah, this is a game where you don't want C.J. Stroud to fall from behind, right? You know, and the challenge that's going to present themselves to Bobby Slovic and the offensive staff of the Houston Texans is can we put the ball in the end zone? This is a very good Baltimore defense, and they're very good in the NFL. They're one of the best teams in touchdown percentages allowed in the NFL. So what usually has to happen in the red zone is you're going to have to be creative in play design, and can you run the ball in? You know, that's the most effective way 
of being able to score inside the five-yard line is you got to have a run game, a little bit of a run game. And this is where the Texans don't have one. Singletary's been a nice addition. We all thought Damian Pierce was going to be a great back for them this year. That hasn't manifested itself. He's been hurt. And actually, Singletary's been a tremendous, tremendous free agent signing for them. So this is a little bit of the concern of the game. And the Texans have to start this game in an aggressive manner. They can't come out thinking they're going to run the ball on this team. they got to throw it. And when the Texans throw the ball early in the downs and when they use their play action, they can have some success. Now, the problem you also get into is the Texans on the road, right? We know this for a fact. Had Shane Steichen not messed up the end of the Colt game, we wouldn't even be talking about the Texans right now. Yeah, and I wonder, too, especially after what we saw this past weekend from the Texans and the way that Nico Collins and some of those receivers were able to get separation, I don't think it's going to be as easy for them against this Baltimore Ravens defense. But only time will tell. Again, a really big spread in this game for a team that just blew out their first-round opponent. But as you put, will Cinderella's slipper fall off in this round? We'll have to wait and see. We'll also have to wait and see what we want to do with our fictional $100 bets when we come back. We're going to look at the Super Bowl odds as well as odds for Super Bowl MVP. See where we might be best to allocate that dollar-dollar bill. We'll be right back on the Lombardi Line. Keep it locked right here. This is Vsin, the Sports Betting Network. Become a VEASAN Pro subscriber today and get unlimited access to our VEASAN.com slash picks page. We just had Harry Gagnon on the program moments ago. He gave out a couple SGTs. Also talked about how much he loves Buffalo this week against Kansas City. So you get all of his picks and more from each and every one of our hosts and guests on the page. For more VEASAN Pro picks, become a VEASAN Pro subscriber. And if you use our code for the Lombardi line, promo code Lombardi, you'll get 10% off an annual subscription. Get in there while you can alongside Michael Lombardi, Stormy Tony with you. Okay. Michael, so I'm giving it some thought. I'm okay. trying to think about which road team I think has the best opportunity to win a game yeah, outright this let week. Let me hear this. For as much as I like Buffalo, which I do, and I have made that clear, I like <laughs> them to win this game. I do agree that I think if I had to force my hand, pick which team was the most capable of having an upset, said it's Kansas City. And they're also they're the shortest spread on the board, too. So the odds are also telling right. you that. That's right. If I were to right. go a little bit farther, I think I might agree with Harry. I think that I could talk myself into Houston potentially going blow for blow offensively with Baltimore. I just wonder how how good their defense is. We talk, I mean, they have been one of the best in the entire league. I understand that. But CJ Stroud has been something special and he's really turned the franchise around for Houston. So I think I think anything is possible. Kansas City would be one, Houston would be two. But don't you believe in karma and you're on this Buffalo's karma train? What about the year of Harbaugh? What about the year of Harbaugh? Do you have any of that? Because if he wins this game and he get all of a sudden the year of Harbaugh becomes bigger into our focus. I think Jack and Jackie Harbaugh would not be able to contain themselves if they had a national <laughs> championship and a Super Bowl win and their son coming back to the NFL all in the span of a couple months. I think it'd be too much. I think it'd be too much. There only one family can only have so I, I, much I'm good just juju. I'm saying if you're a karma. It, 
if you're a karma better, then, you know, mm. the year of Harbaugh. <laughs> I, I, and so if you go against Houston, you're not a karma better. You're not going down the year of Harbaugh. I mean, I, I mean, there's always something to it. I can remember Jim Nance sent me a text after John Gruden left to go to Tampa. And he said, it's the year of the Bucks and the Raiders seeing the Super Bowl. Like he predicted it at that point. Wow. And sometimes just the, the stars align. And maybe that could be for the Houston Texans this year. I don't know, but it could be for the Harbaugh family. I don't like you planting that in my brain. But while we're talking coaching, <laughs> let's get into the coaching right, carousel a little bit. We talked about yeah. it at the start of hour one that Mike Tomlin did tell his team that he's going to be back for that final year of his contract in 2024. We also, since we have been on the air, saw the news confirmed from Saints GM Mickey Loomis that Dennis Allen will be returning as head coach of the New Orleans Saints despite the firing of Pete Carmichael and two other offensive assistants this week. Let's take a listen to Loomis before we get your reaction. Dennis Allen is a good coach. And again, you know, with Sean Payton, we went 10 and 6 the first year, but then we were 7 and 9, 8 and 8. And I heard some of the same noise. But at the time, I knew we had a good football coach. And so I think sometimes the hard thing to do is to be patient and recognize your other shortcomings and get those fixed. And that's what we're doing. What did you think about that comment, especially after the full conversation we had to have yesterday here on the program about Nick Sirianni and the questions of pulling the plug potentially too early for him in Philly? How how do you take that in? Well, I think what Mickey says is true. Like sometimes you're better off knowing what you have, one side of the ball fixed and maybe giving him help in other areas as opposed to starting from scratch, right? And with Mickey having control over all the football operations, it's, you know, it's hard to entice a Belichick. A, 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 a very, it's hard to entice some of those guys to want to take the job. Clearly, they sent a message out that they didn't like the Pete Carmichael administration offensively. Fired most of the offensive staff. And my question is, does this mean Gruden's coming back? I wonder if anybody asked Loomis at this press conference if Gruden was going to come, back, come in there. I'm sure somebody had to, right? I mean, unless they sent the reporter that was asking the question about playing outdoors in Detroit, and then obviously that wouldn't get asked. I'm sure that person would be asking, is Jim Morris Sr. going to return as the defensive coordinator? So anyway. Jim treat it like Jeopardy. Who's Dennis Allen? (laughs) Who's Dennis Allen? Yes. So I, I think to me, Mickey makes great points, right? You know, we'll get to the Cowboys, but I think sometimes change isn't change is easy for the people in the stands throwing popcorn at you change is hard it's complex as it 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 makes things more complex when you have to do it and some of the owners don't want to do it unless they have to okay so we know Dennis Allen staying with the Saints, Tomlin staying with the Steelers. We still TBD as far as it goes with Nick Sirianni in Philly and Mike McCarthy in Dallas. But we do have seven available known openings where things sit right now um, with the Patriots opportunity being filled by Gerard Mayo internally. Let's start with the Atlanta Falcons here. Bill Belichick and Jim Harbaugh both we know have interviewed as well as other candidates, the Bengals offensive coordinator, Brian Callahan, Panthers DC, Evero has interviewed... Uh, a number of people have. Who do you think where things sit right now would be the best get for the Atlanta Falcons? And in return, would that be the best landing spot for that person, in your opinion? 
Well, I think I think the Falcons need to hire Belichick. I think that's the right move to make. They need someone like him to run their team. They've always been a corporate environment. They've had Rich McKay as the president. They've hired a general manager. I think they need somebody with it to make their building football only, and that would be a good hire for them. And I think it would be a good situation for him in terms of having a one-on-one relationship with the owner and nobody in between. There's no buffers in there. And so that would work. And if they didn't get him, could it work with Harbaugh? Yeah. I think if they can't get one of those guys, my the guy that I think they would hire would be Raheem Morris as the head coach because he then Rich McKay becomes back in play as the football guru and Raheem Morris and Rich McKay go back to their Tampa days. Okay, so if you think you think the Falcons getting Bill Belichick would be the perfect situation for them. Is that the perfect situation for Bill? Where would you most like to see Belichick land? Well, I'd like to see Bill land where he can run his program, right? Where there's not going to be a lot of interference, where he can bring the players in that fit what he wants to do, that he can run and develop the culture that's best suited for him that he has established over his career in the NFL in the last 24 years in New England. So of the job openings, that's the one that fits the best. I mean, the Titans... We know they love Rand Carthon. We know they love Will Levis. Not good. I mean, Seattle, I think John Schneider's tremendous. They're going to stay there. The Chargers would be a good place, although I don't know if Bill would be interested in living on the, on the West Coast. The Raiders, I don't know really. The Raiders make sense from they should be talking to him because if I were competing against Andy Reid, Sean Payton, and potentially Jim Harbaugh, I'd want to bring a, a, a heavy-duty coach to the dance, but there's so much support behind Antonio Pierce. I find it hard to believe that they could make a change there. Yeah, and you have the stars, Max Crosby, Devontae Adams, all endorsing AP. I, at this point, would be shocked if Antonio Pierce was not the head coach of the Las Vegas Raiders moving forward. As for Bill, the Falcons are a plus-125 favorite where things sit right now, followed by the Commanders at 10-1, to Chargers at 15-1. to We already discussed earlier for John Harbaugh, for Jim Harbaugh, excuse me, that the Chargers are an odds-on minus-150 favorite to land him. So let's say those things happen. Um, the Seattle Seahawks job is is open with Pete Carroll still remaining a part of the franchise internally. It appears who do you think would work out best for Seattle? Well, they want to keep, I think one of the things John Snyder said yesterday is they want to keep the positivity. They want to keep somebody from Pete's program as Woody was saying between the lines that indicates Dan Quinn has a really good chance. But if I were John, I would give Raheem Morris some strong consideration because it would be a direct hit on the Rams program. Because he knows the Rams, he knows McVay, and I think he's ready to be a better head coach than he was when he was so young when he got the head coaching job at Tampa. I would think it's between those two guys for this job. For me, I know they want to keep the energy level of where they are, but they got to fix their defense, and that's why I think Quinn and Raheem Morris are on the top of their list. I would pick Morris if I were John Schneider. Commanders. Panthers, Titans, the other openings that remain. Any one that stands out for those opportunities that come to mind? Well, I think Adam Peters is trying to really hire Ben Johnson. I think there's no question about that. I think he'll probably will because that's what, who they want. Uh, the Titans, it sounds like there was a report today that it would be it might be Aaron Glenn. I think that's true. I think that that's true. The Panthers are the wild card. Nobody wants to go to work there. The building is toxic. 
Everybody's screaming it out there in the coaching world. No one wants to go. Ben Johnson's not going to go. They're not going to get Bobby Slovic to go. He's got five interviews. They're not going to get him to go, even if they try to overpay him. Like, this is a bad environment, and it's going to be interesting to see what they do. How sad is that? There are only 32 of these jobs in the world. It is such a coveted position, and everyone's like, please don't send me to Carolina. Please don't make me work for David Tepper. Please, yeah. please, Well, please. You, you choose to go if you go, but you're, what you're saying is I'm taking the money. And sometimes you take the money. We got to hit the break here, but we're wrapping things up on a Wednesday the way, the only way that we know how, with a little Why Not Wednesday. We got some long shot props why coming your way when we return. Why not? Why not? At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. 